Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. 15 minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. So here's my problem right now, Andrew, is that I feel like we should just sit here for a moment in our own wonder, amazement, and awe. But this is a podcast. We're not allowed to have silence on the air. It is really hard not to. Uh, Our historian, Luke, picks up right where he left off. Uh, Last week, we were looking at the second chapter, or our last series of episodes, I should say. And where did we find uh, our our speaker here, Peter and John? Well, here's Peter uh, preaching this incredible sermon on the day of Pentecost. And what happens is the church begins, 3,000 obey his word and are baptized. Uh, You know, the church begins, and they're meeting daily in the temple. Uh, They're coming together to continue in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And so what we have here then is, uh, while Luke lays out this sort of picture of of the early life of the church, here comes a specific episode as Peter and John are on their way up to the temple uh, before they even get there to do some of their teaching and some of their preaching. They encounter this, this lame man. Been there every day. Yeah, been there every day, which makes you wonder too, and of course we're not told this, but what had he overheard, what had he seen there in his place of of begging on the way to the temple? So Peter and John are on their way, and he reaches out. I used to sing a song as a kid. I don't know if you ever heard it, but he held out his palm, and he asked for an alm, and this is what Peter did say. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he does. And he goes walking and leaping and praising God. Walking and leaping and praising God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. What a powerful story. I want to start here. There's so many things in this chapter that I want us to talk about today and throughout the remainder of this week, and and I know you do as well. But I want to start here today just by pointing out that we need to recognize in the New Testament almost – maybe there's an exception to this, but almost every miracle story, every healing story is really a salvation story. It's a picture of salvation, and we see that here. We're in chapter 3 this week, but next week when we're in chapter 4, one of the things that we'll see is in verse 9 of chapter 4, Peter's going to say or or ask them about, you guys want to know why this man is made whole. Right. And then in verse 12, he's going to say, and there's no other name under heaven by which any man can be saved. Right. Same word. 
Okay. It doesn't come out in our English translation, but in the original language that Luke was writing in, it is the exact same word, and we find that throughout. Which uh, word? Saved sozo. and... Saved and made whole. It's okay. the Greek word sozo. Not that I expect you to remember the Greek word, but it is that exact same word in both passages. So that word was not a religious word at the beginning. When these New Testament writers are taking words that were part of the Greek language... Mm-hmm. and then bringing to it these Christian meanings. So here was this word that meant to be made whole, mm-hmm. that means to be delivered, that means to be in danger of death, but you've been rescued. And then they use that to talk about not only him being made whole, but spiritually made whole, salvation. So we see these parallels. Throughout this week, we're gonna. I want us to be making some parallels here, but I don't want us just to stay in this story in the chapter. We're going to uh, well, sure. Move back and forth through the chapter, but I want to begin here. The very first thing that I notice is here is a man that's made whole, and what's the purpose? The purpose of him being made whole is to get him walking. You're saying that when he says rise up and walk, he wanted him to walk. Yes. Okay. That is exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you are so perceptive, well, I think, Andrew. I'm glad we're I think studying we're with this you. together. I, I'm, I'm glad we're studying this together. We're yeah. breaking news. The go- <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> Bombshell. <laughs> the, go- <laughs> the goal is to walk. Okay. I, I get it. That sounds funny. But what I'm trying to highlight is the goal was not to make sure the man got home. The goal was not, because if he just wanted to get the man home, he could have picked him up and carried him. Okay. All right. Now, understand this. Walking people go home. I understand that. Walking people go home, but the goal is to get him walking. And here's why this is important about our salvation. We are healed spiritually. We are saved spiritually, not to make sure we get home but to make sure we start walking, to make sure we get walking. Walking people go home. Walking people go to heaven. But the goal is not just to make sure we get to heaven. My family and I <laughs> used to joke around. Uh, there was there was someone in my daughter's Bible class one time, and, and she said, you know, it doesn't matter what the question is. The answer ends up being to go to heaven. Oh, she was sitting in one of my Bible classes, right? <laughs> God, love, and go to heaven. <laughs> go to heaven. And... And certainly, we want to go to heaven. Our goal is to be with God, to be with him. But God's goal was to separate out a people that was walking in the works that he had created beforehand. That's what it points out in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. His goal is to get us walking. Okay, so even as you're talking about that, it makes me think walking people go home. But walking people go to work. You know, why is this man laid out on the street uh, or, you know, at the side of the street? It's because... He is unable to move in order to farm, in order to, you know, work in carpentry, fishing. I mean, all all of these first century occupations. And there was not um, many different government programs, and particularly under Roman rule and for non-citizens, you know, to take care of you. And so he is unable to move. He is lying there looking for the, the mercy of anyone that might give him a few alms. But the idea is, now that I am whole, now that I am saved, I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Yes. You know, working to provide for myself, working to provide for my family. Um, I mean, it it is a change of everything for this man. Yes. He will go home, but but he's going to go to work. Yes. Yes. And here's the, the really important reason for recognizing this. 
is because this is a healing by the grace of God. Salvation is by grace, and that produces some real questions, some real struggles that we have. And, and here's where I think the main problem that folks hearing salvation by grace and they start getting a little nervous about it is because when we equate the purpose of salvation is to get me to heaven, what we become afraid of is that when I say we're saved by grace, folks are afraid I'm saying I can sin all I want. At the end, I get saved by grace and go to heaven. When I understand that the purpose of salvation by grace is to get me walking by the very definition, it's not I get home even though I was not walking, even though I was full of sin, even though I was just continuing prodigally and profligately in sin. It, it wasn't that. Right. It's he is saving me so I can walk and walking people get home. Uh, w- one more thing I, I want us to see here before we before we move on to other things throughout the rest of the week is this the goal of this miracle was not just to get this man walking, but to get everybody who saw him walking, to get everybody who saw this miracle. The purpose of miracles in the New Testament was not simply to say, oh, I want to be very compassionate. We're going to find all the people that are struggling and we're going to take their struggles away because Jesus didn't go heal everybody. And the apostles don't go heal everybody. No, they don't. There's a select group of people that they ended up healing is a very small number, actually. Sure. But what happens is the people around see this, and Peter uses this as a springboard to say, verse 19, you guys need to repent. You guys need to see what's happened here in the name of Jesus Christ, and you need to start walking. But he's not now talking about physical walking. Yeah, these miracles of healing and deliverance, uh, where we began in this talk. We began by d- discussing the idea that you have this this um, this analogy going on, this case study right here in front of your eyes uh, that's going to bring you then a spiritual lesson and a spiritual truth. And so the idea of repentance and, and conversion, which is transformation, uh, here is a man who's completely, completely transformed. At least in his walking, it said that he had been lame from birth. He never walked a day in his life. And Peter tells him to rise up and to walk, to do something he has never done. And yet, his legs are strong. Not only can he walk, he can leap. I mean, and so that that complete transformation shows us what the Lord and what the gospel can do for each one of us to make us whole and right with God through Jesus Christ. My response to this then needs to be something has happened. There's something very special about these men. These, these men have something with them. They have someone with them. I need to listen to them. And it gets back to what we've said. I mean, I don't know how many times over the last couple of weeks we've mentioned this. Something happened on that Passover weekend that caused these folks to surrender to the Lord, to testify, and to believe in a resurrection. And and this is one of those things. When people saw this sort of thing, they realized, okay, there's more to Peter and John than meets the eye. We need to listen to them. And this kind of power, this kind of power demonstrated in this miracle, in this instance in Acts 3, is what gives credibility to their witness. One of the things that gives credibility to their witness, we have seen the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. And if we've seen the resurrected Lord, the resurrected Lord can raise people up on their feet, physically and spiritually. And I'm thankful today to be serving that kind of Lord who can raise me up today. Let's wrap up with a prayer. 
Our great God and Father, Lord, we thank you for the time and that you have blessed us. Each day is a gift from your hand. Father, we are humbled and in awe of your power. We saw it uh, expressed to heal this lame man um, thousands of years ago, but to teach lessons of spiritual truth which are timeless. Lord, as power was worked by the name of Jesus Christ to heal that man physically, we believe in that power in the gospel of Jesus Christ to heal us spiritually. And our prayer, Father, is that we might rise up in faith and walk and serve you this day for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day. Well.